What is going on, everybody? If you don't know, now you do know. You're officially tuned in to another special edition of the HFWB podcast series. This is your host, Clifton Pope. And with me today, I have a very special woman who has become a very special friend in a very quick, short amount of time for very great reasons. One of the most important reasons is just simple conversation. We actually met at a networking event back in June from a mutual friend. Shout out to Deborah Pope, wonderful person, by the way. If you don't know who she is, you should. Just like you should know who this person I'm about to bring on at the moment as well. Welcome to the HFWB podcast series, Miss Diane Hill. Welcome aboard, Diane. Thank you so much, Clifton. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, Diane. So I know whenever we met like a few weeks back, um, one of the things that stuck out to me the most is that you've been everywhere. You've traveled everywhere. You lived in multiple places. Give the people who are listening to the HFWB podcast series a little bit of your background story, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, let's see. I was born uh, on Long Island in New York, and that's where I grew up. And um, I had moved to Texas and wound up getting married, moved to Stuttgart, Germany, and spent a couple of years there. And then we came back to the States, lived outside of Seattle, lived in Salt Lake City, lived in Houston, Clear Lake area for a long time, and then moved to Fort Lauderdale for 10 years. But I missed Texas, so I wound up uh, coming back. All of that time I was in the travel business, hence the numerous travels and um, moved to San Antonio and then eventually down to Corpus. So then I got into the, I transferred out of the travel business and got into the real estate business. That's beautiful. Before, I wanna break down each of those sections specifically. <laughs> as far as the travel business for say, what would you say has been like your best, worst experience in the travel business over the years? Mm. Um, well, regard, relating it to traveling on business, I suppose, mm -hmm. um, probably the, the best was, um, um, Egypt because I wow. love archeology span and I love all of that. So I was there a couple of times on business and, um, you know, that's, that was probably just wandering around and seeing the pyramids and i was just about tombs. to ask you have you did you go see the pyramids and all the mm -hmm. ancient hieroglyphs I, I rode a horse behind the pyramids i wanted to wow. feel like lawrence of olivier or something i don't know <laughs> and uh so we rode horses out behind the pyramids so that when you looked at the pyramids you couldn't see the city you right. couldn't see cairo and all the smoke and everything behind all you could see was the pyramids and it just really made me feel like i was there back then so that was pretty awesome that's that's interesting interesting what would you say if there was any your worst experience in the traveling business if there was one i can't really um say i don't really remember a um a really bad experience that i had traveling for business or pleasure okay. um yeah, pretty much everything. I mean, you know, there's always hiccups, but I can't say any, I had any bad experiences. 
Hey, I mean, it, it, it's like you alluded to, there are hiccups and bumps along the road, but you can't really necessarily have a bad experience while traveling if you're just, unless you're just a completely negative person from the start to the finish, which is rare in most cases, but yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. You've been, you were in Egypt and everything, got to see the pyramids and stuff. That is definitely a bucket list item for me, just based off of the history that Egypt has and a lot of people don't realize how much history there is in Egypt. And that's something I definitely want yeah. to explore eventually down the road for sure. Um, now you go from the traveling business to the real estate industry. What made you want to make that transition? What a strange transition, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, I'd been in the travel business for so many years. And when I moved down to Corpus and I was working from home, I had a friend that down here that was um, a realtor and um, he knew my customer service because obviously travel is a customer service industry yes, and really is. so is real estate. And um, he just kept telling me that he thought I would be a great um, realtor. So I finally, um, I had kind of gotten out of the travel business. Um, I was managing teams that handled corporate travel and just wasn't fun anymore. So um, I went ahead and got my realtor license and then kind of starved because, <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to build up clientele and that type of thing. And yeah. so then one day I was showing um, a, a unit over at a condominium uh, in Corpus mm -hmm. and um, uh, he was with me and he went down to the lobby to get another key from a lockbox. We were going to look at a different unit. And in the elevator, he ran into the... Um, a member of the board who who said that they were just getting ready to make a change in management did he know anybody that could manage the property so he said yes i do and before i knew it two days later i was hired managing this condominium building oh, and uh so you know that kind of also got me into the rental business and and just you know um being a realtor so then of course i had a lot of people there that kind of helped me because they were selling or buying and you know so it was kind of that was my introduction and i've just never looked back i mean that was probably the best introduction that i ever could have gotten that, and now i'm also a property manager so i'm a realtor and a property manager so i also do still manage properties for owners so i mean it it, it was just one of those funny things you know i think that god puts all of us in the right place at the right time that's what i was and, um, he just really put it together for yeah. me so believe me i praise and thank him all the time you have to in a situation like that where you're just minding your own business the next thing exactly. you know someone you know keywords it pays for who yes. you know right and mm -hmm. then you stumble upon the opportunity where it's like hey i need you to manage this condominium for me you think you have it in you to do it of course I can. This is my opportunity I've been looking for. Well, guess what? You're hired and it's time for you to get down to business. <laughs> that's basically what I took out of that. And that's incredible, Diane. That yeah, really it is. is. And I was there just under three years. And now I'm, you know, just doing my own thing. But the, the, the lessons that I learned from that were just invaluable. I was just about, that was actually going to be my next question. What would you say would be the 
lessons that you learned that make you even a better realtor and a better property manager ever since that first. That's actually an easy thing because I consider myself an expert on buying and selling condominiums because having worked in it, so I've dealt with boards, I've dealt with all the normal issues that come up in managing a condominium property. And so um, the knowledge that I gained from that and the other thing, because the management at that time handled the rentals in-house for the owners, or, or most of them, I should say. And um, so I also learned that aspect of it, too. So, you know, I just learned such great fundamentals. And now, you know, I say that my niche is, is selling, buying condos. And um, out of my 15 properties, 13 that I manage, 13 are condos. Um, so I even have, you know, sometimes other agents will call and ask for information, you know, because the, they just know that I know so much about condominium properties. So, yeah. And most of these condos are located here in like the South Texas area? Mostly downtown, um, North Beach, and then downtown, um, and uh, you know, up along Ocean Drive. Gotcha. Gotcha. Although I'm knowledgeable to a degree about the properties on the island, um, mm. I don't manage any over there. So I have bought and sold uh, for clients, you know, over on the island, but um, I try not to get caught up in that management. I mean, just because of the distance. I got you. I got you. So basically anyone who is listening to the podcast series right now who wants to take a visit down the South Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas area, and who's looking to be in a condom or any property out on the island, contact your woman here, Miss Diane Hill, and she'll get you the best possible deal to where she'll you'll be always yes, to where you'll fully be satisfied that you heard it here first on the HFWB podcast series. My next question I have for you, Diane, would be this. Based on what you're doing as far as in real estate and everything, what would be your go-to key pieces of advice for anyone who inspires to get into real estate? Well. If you could think of something. I can. I can. I was just trying to figure how to word it. I think what um, would help most people coming into the real estate business is to start with um, a larger real estate company that kind of gives you a little bit more of the um, connections yeah. to, uh, um, you know, do. Um, I wound up with just a fantastic um, real t uh, broker who uh, allows me to do the property r rentals, uh, the management. And, um, but I think as a new person starting out, it's, it's better, you know, because the larger ones, of course, they have training, but you also have more opportunity to get clients, um, that type of thing, because as they get calls into central numbers or whatever, they kind of disperse those leads. And uh, so it might be helpful for you to kind of get your feet and uh, start building up some clientele. That, that's great advice. And, it, and that's funny because most realtors who I know and who I talk to, they always say mostly the same thing, kind of how you just describe it. Mm -hmm. It pays off, obviously, who you know, number one. 
the real the real estate company that you work for and the resources that they provide to help you become a successful realtor, broker, property manager. It just it really just boils down to those three things. So for anyone who wants to get into real estate, remember these three things. Yes. Off to who you know, the company you work for, and the resources that they provide to help you be successful. That's pretty much all it really is. And stick to this topic here specifically i want to ask you your personal opinion on what you feel like the state of real estate is now and where do you see it three five years down the road well right now luckily um things are starting to calm down Mm -hmm. of course everything went uh, a bit crazy during the pandemic oh yeah and prices have jumped uh just absolutely tremendously Mm -hmm. um and um although you know people selling you know they they always want to get the best price and um but i think that people were pricing trying to price themselves you know too high and then kind of losing out a little bit Mm -hmm. because now it's starting to settle down and um so the prices pre-pandemic in in this coastal area um, they were a little bit undervalued. Um, Corpus and the surrounding areas sometimes are are not as always thought of. But I think that with the jump during the pandemic, that more and more people are really realizing what a great place this is, either for a second home or to move or an investment place. And um, so now as prices are starting to stabilize a little bit they won't go back to the pre-pandemic but what they'll do is they'll they'll stabilize to where they should be mm-hmm. and we're starting to see that as we're almost in getting into fall already i can't believe it's been going so fast i know but That's- um so the prices are going to stay higher but they maybe won't be out of out of whack like they kind of were for a little bit. Um, so in three to five years, I think that it'll just stay pretty stable. You know, we've got, yeah, we've got, you know, the interest rates of course are going up, but even they drop just a little bit. But honestly, when you look at it, yes, there's a big difference between 3% or two and a half percent up to 5%. That's true. Yeah. But when you look years ago, you know, I remember loans at 10%. So, yeah. So, um, it's, I think that it's really, um, you know, it's still attainable and, um, it's still believable. So I think as long as the people are shopping around, use a mortgage broker, I encourage that, let them do the shopping for you. And, um, you know, and, and it's still very attainable. Yes, as long as you have the mortgage broker, like you said, Mm -hmm. housing market and everything will pretty much have a response like this is us being reasonable, despite how the prices look at the moment. And no, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and the price has to be right. But go ahead, Diane. Yes. Well, I was going to say because I talked to a lot of buyers, and inevitably they will have started um, a loan process or a pre-qualification with a bank. 
And that's all well and nice, you know, if they've got a relationship with the bank. However, you know, what I have always found, and I use the mor a mortgage broker myself when I bought the condo I'm living in now, um, because they take all the information just like you would give a bank, but she, she or he would take that information so they have all your stuff and then they go ahead and shop for you and then they come back to you with the possibilities and um i'll be honest the the um mortgage company i had never even heard of them before and um but i got a great interest rate when i bought right at the beginning of the pandemic and um you know and and so that's what you need is is someone to look and they're not limited to just the names that you know the banks that you know or the mortgage companies that you know you know they're they're shopping so i i really feel like that's a great way to go yeah it is and, and it's a lot of great information for those who need it and those who are listening to the podcast right now it's it's very useful in that aspect as we wrap everything up, as far as with this interview and everything, Diane, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you basically a list of questions who I ask everybody and I kind of cater it depending on who I'm talking to. Okay. First question that I have for you is, what is the first thing you do or think of every single day that you wake up? Uh, well, the first thing I think of is taking my dog out to the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's been holding it all night. So hey, <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, the the you know after the dog is taken care of though the first thing for me is uh, devotions, and um, you know I have devotions every morning, and so that's that's how I start my day. There's nothing wrong with that, and I appreciate the honesty about letting the dog out and everything. We got to take care of the dogs always. That's right. <laughs> I've been there and done that many, many a times over the years. <laughs> Overall, Diane, I'm going to ask you, we hear about the concepts of wealth all the time, right? So What? I'm sorry. Oh, we hear about the concepts of wealth all the time in many different shapes, forms, and fashions and stuff. I want to hear what is your personal definition of wealth in your own eyes from how you see it. For me? Yes, for yourself. Okay. Um, for me, it's really a very simple concept. Um, I want to make enough money while I'm still working to be comfortable. Um, I want to be able to continue to travel, cruising be my first choice always. Mm. Um, but you know, having the money to travel, enjoying where I live, having a new car, um, and being comfortable enough financially where I don't have to worry about, ooh, you know, am I going to have to adjust my budget this month or anything like that? If yep. I see something and I think about it and I really do want it, then I want to be able to just buy it without considering more than that. So that's honestly my idea of wealth. And I suppose that's sort of short-sighted in a way because, hey, who wouldn't like those millions? But at the same token, um, that's, that's what I am happy with. And, that, and I'm right there with you as far as on that short-sighted description because 
people try to complicate it when it's really not that complicated. It's more simple than you realize. It's just all about finding enough that makes you feel comfortable, but at the same time, you're not struggling. And that's pretty much what I tell everybody within my own health, fitness, wealth, business brand all the time. And in my book as well, that Mm -hmm. you of course have a copy of. I appreciate most importantly, Diane. Um, One thing that I could honestly say that both of us have in common, we deal with a lot of customer service. We deal with a lot of people interactions, which you being in real estate, me working in the pharmacy as a pharmacy technician, working and and dealing with people all the times. For those who have issues with customer service, and you'd be very surprised on who does and who doesn't, what would be your number one go-to key piece of advice you would tell someone listening who's having problems dealing with customer service? Hmm. You know, I think that the most useful thing I can think of offhand is compassion. Mm. And I really feel like that's a lot of what customer service is. Yep. I agree. You can't take things personally, but you can have compassion towards people. And I think when you do and you're really interested in them, that that really comes through. And I don't care what industry you're in, you know, whether you're a a waitress or whether you're, you know, an assistant or something, um, you know, I think that 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 just comes across. And the other thing, you know, one of the reasons that I moved back to Texas from Florida and not to put any bad remarks against Florida, but, you know, I missed simple things like going into a grocery store and having the clerk you know, ask how you, you know, hi, how you doing as you're putting the food on the thing? Exactly. Into a retail store and having people say, hello, welcome. You didn't get that that much there. And you get that everywhere in Texas. And there is your great example of customer service and how it just makes people feel better. Yeah. And it's just like, like you alluded to, the simple things in life. And it's just something about Texas, the word that Southern hospitality always yes. kicks in at the right place and at the right time. And hey, everything is bigger in Texas, like they say, <laughs> customer service, <laughs> customer service. Yeah. All jokes aside, Diane, when you're not doing everything that you're doing, because I know you're super busy all the time, what are your, some of your personal favorite hobbies you like to do? Mm. Well, um, my my favorite, honestly, is reading. Um, I love. To I read like every day, and um, you know. So, but I'm not going to say, oh, I read all these deep books. I have to admit, you know, I I, I laugh when I see celebrities. They always ask what they're reading, and it's always like this deep, thoughtful book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, give me some historical fiction or some science fiction. <laughs> then. Um, you know, I like that. That's that's my escape. There's nothing wrong with that. I personally, um, I personally like to read every morning within the first hour or two being up because it's just something mm-hmm. about reading that, like you just said, it allows you to escape. It allows you to feel free, and at the same time, you're soaking up information to where you can learn from it, or to where yeah. you can enjoy it as a form of entertainment within the 
science fiction, nonfiction books, and it draws you in and makes you want to keep on reading to the point where it's like, okay, okay, that, that's enough. I got to stop. Yeah, exactly. I have to put this aside. <laughs> yes, I, I got as much as I like to continue. I got other things that I got to handle, of course. You know, life goes on. Yeah. My last question I have for you, Diane, is, is actually an interesting one. If you had the opportunity to talk to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? And if you, where do you see yourself within the next 10 years? Hmm. Let's see. I think 10 years ago, um, I would have told myself that was right before I got into real estate and I would have told myself to be smarter in my real estate dealings that I personally had before I got into the industry. Uh -huh. um, and um, um, yeah, that, that would be the, the, the thing and be smarter about money back then. Um, and, um, but in, Oh, in the next 10 years, you know, I am hoping that I'm still doing the same thing. Um, you know, I, I have the luxury, I guess, of I don't have to go out and chase business. And I, you know, I basically work on referrals or chance meetings. And so I want it to remain like that. So it just happens more organically. And I don't have to stress over finding business. But then at whatever point that I'm done with all that, then just that I enjoy my life after too. That's what it's all about. We got to enjoy the life we live and we got to enjoy the simple things that are in that life as well. I will say if I happen to win a few million dollars, um, I would buy a cabin on one of the cruise lines and just have it for my availability wherever it happened to be in the world so I could hop on it. So. I love it. You already got an idea just in case those millions do come in. I, I love it. You gotta have that other plan. You got to. You really do. But yeah. Uh, overall, Diane, if anyone wants to contact you or for any sort of reason or want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Um, they could either call or text me at 361-730-8700, or they could also email me at dianehillrealtor at gmail.com, and that's D-I-A-N-E. H-I-L-L, -L, Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R, at Gmail. Well said and well done, Diane. And I'm just going to leave it at this note. For anyone who is, like I said, here in Corpus Christi, Texas, who is listening to the HFWB podcast series right now, and who just wants a little getaway, a nice little hangout spot, or even a wonderful place to live by the water, <coughs> contact Miss Diane Hill, please, because she'll help you out in every way possible and absolutely by, by what you've been listening to this episode already she has the knowledge and the information and the connections to get you in the right place so give her a chance you won't be disappointed and you can bet that yours truly clifton hope from hfwb salutes your work and signs off on it officially and i'll thank that, of course and with that being said i want to thank you diane for taking time out of your busy schedule just to be My on pleasure. of course Thank you for being on the HFWB podcast series with me today. And this is going to be 
it's very special with the information that you provided to where people will truly understand it and everything. And with that being said, with this episode coming to an end, this is yours truly, Clifton Pope from H, the Health, Fitness, Wealth, Business podcast series. I want y'all to stay healthy, wealthy, and blessed and talk to y'all next time. Peace and love, y'all.